0: The Welcome back to the Doctor Who Flashcast. I am your interim host, Erica Ensign, and this time we are going to be talking about Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror. Which is one of the greatest Doctor Who titles of all time, by Nina Mativier Mativier, uh, which is series 12, episode four of Doctor Who. And I am joined by one of my fellow Verities from the Verity Podcast, Lizbeth Miles. Welcome back once again to the Incomparables Doctor Who flashcast.
1: Uh, thank you for having me back after all
0: those questionable viewpoints from last time. <laughs> I stand by whatever it is that I said last week. I'm certain <laughs> I've forgotten all of those things now. Do you happen to know how to pronounce the uh, the writer's name? This is a new writer for Doctor Who, Nina. I I don't. Okay. I I uh, yeah, sorry. Well, I live in Canada where the, you know, one of the official languages is French, so I'm going to say Nina Mativier because I like the sound of it. But if I find out that I'm wrong later, I will change the way I pronounce it because I respect names. Uh speaking of names, what did you think of the title of this episode? Um
1: yeah, no I I was Quite happy with it. It's, uh, it's very, very close in many ways to Dr. Terror's House of Horrors. So, I don't know I was what that is. Like, I assume the riffing. Oh.
0: yeah. I'm, a, I I'm American
1: slash Canadian. <laughs> yes, you, It's okay. If you're British, there's a good chance you don't know what it is either. But, mm. um, that's what it made me think of. So it's riffing off that. And what that is is that is the first Amicus anthology movie, mm. uh, Amicus being a British film studio. Uh, who did a bunch of horrors, uh, and a very excellent, uh, bunch of anthology horror series, uh, or, uh, anthology horror films in the 60s and 70s. And they were rivals with the more famous, uh, Hammer Studios. Um, but they also use a lot of the same personnel and nicked the actors regularly. And Dr. Terror's House of Horrors is, uh, has got like Christopher Lee and, uh, and Peter Cushing in it. I'm a very big fan of Mr. Cushing. Uh, I've um, heard that about so you. So I am going to, I am going to use this episode, obviously, as an excuse to talk for a whole minute about a film. <laughs> This title
0: reminded me of the title of this episode. Uh, so there you go. Well done, well done. That was an excellent, uh excellent tangent. Um, Thank you. But uh circling back to Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror, uh, I believe at the end of last week's flashcast, I talked about how I'm not a fan of the celebrity historical. So I was a little bit nervous going into this. Uh, you like historicals a lot more than I do. Is that correct? Just in general.
1: Uh, I very much enjoy, I'm struggling to think of one that I'm like, ooh, that was terrible. Uh, the 60s historical's a great deal. Um, it's more mixed with, um, pseudo-historicals. Yeah, which um, this definitely um, is. Yeah, I, I yeah, yeah, There's only been historical's <laughs> since, I mean, historical's were phased out in the 1960s. If there are any Doctor Who fans watching, yes, I've,
0: <laughs> I, I know about Black Orchid. Just.
1: <laughs> We don't we don't have to do that every time just just go with the general thing mm-hmm. and um yeah and it's sort of i've I've uh i guess it's it's a genre that i'm depending on where it's set and who the person is the, the new series celebrity historical thing that we like to do a lot which also very common in classic co um it, it varies depending on who it is and my expectations with tesla were to be a bit like hmm. because it's set in america um not a historical the uh <laughs> 19th century generally speaking late 19th century especially not terribly interested in i sort of at the end of the napoleonic era at one War, rather since napoleon started to happen that's sort of another one but um my history interests sort of like just comments downwards um and I don't, I just have no interest in, <laughs> uh, the start of the United States of America. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Americans. I know it was very exciting. There's lots of bit of history. I just like bounce off completely and it's not a judgment on anything except, I don't know, my personal <laughs> taste. I get really weirded out. If a battle doesn't have siege weaponry in it, I'm like, what is the point of this? It's boring. <laughs> Nobody wants to just watch people poking each other with swords and sticks. You gotta have some stuff that catapults <laughs> in some manner large objects well, at people and or buildings. I'm sorry that there were no what was catapults it? here, but did, did you? I was getting to, I was, I, I was, I've got, sorry. I, <laughs> I was going back to the point. I promised I was going back to the point. And Tesla in particular, I have a vague irritation of just because his name sort of went under this... His his reputation underwent this huge revision, which I'm not against that in general. Um, but it just, for whatever reason, just really bugged me. And I don't know why. I think it's because fans of his were really quite ardent, and I found that annoying, um, even when they were right. Mm. It was just a bit, I don't care that much. I didn't want to talk about Nikola Tesla. I came in here to look at the... Look to look for some washing up powder. Why? <laughs> why are you telling me that? Um but I was I was quite enthused that uh, Goran Visnjic was uh, mm-hmm. was playing him for he is very shiny and good. Yes. Yes. So right, if, right, right. if that answers your question
0: of what I'm looking for, <laughs> I'm sorry. It does. <clears throat> uh yeah, you mentioned yes. that it's uh, about uh, uh it set in America. However, I believe you can see Canada in the opening, like, shot where you're looking at Oh, Niagara that changes Falls. everything, so, because obviously I'm,
1: I was I'm, excited. Super, <laughs> I'm super into 19th century Canadian <laughs> history.
0: Uh, I'm not. Well, we didn't really I get don't. any of that either, because, like, we've got... But this is this is the first time that Canada has actually appeared in Doctor Who, so I feel like that's an important oh. historical event for me, personally, and okay. millions <laughs> of Canadians who love Doctor Who, so there's <laughs> okay. that. If it wasn't for Canada, Doctor Who wouldn't have come back in 2005. So you should be grateful, everybody.
1: Like if you really want to take credit, if it wasn't for Canada, Doctor Who wouldn't have happened in the first place. You know, that's true. You <laughs> can go back. You're that going far. all in there. You know, <laughs> give yourselves credit. Yes, we, uh, we made it. Why do you hate us? and Never show us on the props.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, but anyway, so, so despite the fact that I don't generally like celebrate historicals, I will put my cards mm-hmm. on the table. I really enjoyed this. And I think, mm-hmm. I think part of that might be because my, I, I, I don't know a ton about Nikola Tesla. Uh, in fact, the mm-hmm. first, the first time that I ever heard his name was, uh, there was a band from like the 1990s called Tesla, who were sort of like a hair rock band. Um, and I quite enjoyed some of their songs, and like one of their songs was actually about like the the battles between Nikola Tesla and uh, Thomas Edison. Oh, and awesome! That is, yeah, it was uh, basically about how Thomas Edison was like just a rip off artist. Um, <laughs> so that's that is how I learned about it about him through music, but I never really knew. All that much. It was just sort of he's, you know, kind of on the fringes of, of what I've known about inventors. And I did know for sure that he had kind of a zero reputation to a kind of poor reputation when I was younger. And then, as you said, yes, his his reputation has been sort of revised a little bit as people have uh, have come to realize that. A little maybe bit. Addison, maybe Edison was uh, tooting his own horn a bit, as they say uh, in this episode. It, but you can see it's, it's all right, Tesla. It's OK. Your fans
1: will destroy this man in about 100 years. <laughs> it's
0: right. Like, <laughs> Don't you worry. It's going to be okay. But I think, I think perhaps part of the reason that I like this episode so much, and it didn't bother me in the same way a lot of celebrity mm-hmm. historicals do, is because Nikola Tesla, to me, is just sort of a fantastical character in life. Mm -hmm. He was just, you know, had such a strange trajectory of his career and then not career. And then apparently got very weird toward the end of his life. I was wondering if there were going to be any references to pigeons in this episode. And there were not because apparently he fell in love with one later in his life. Look it up. Just just Google it. Um, Okay. Maybe that's apocryphal. But in his writings, he's Specifically like, said that there was this one that He loved as love a man, oh as a man God. loves a woman, I believe was the quote. So, yeah. Anyway, that's, go look that I, up. That I, was I, not in this episode. <laughs> we don't We don't need to dwell on that, uh, and maybe that's not even true. That could be just one of those dumb things that's, that's out there on the internet and is is not at all legit but uh But I think the fact that this that he's such a kind of character in real life and had all of these amazing inventions, some of which happened and some of which didn't uh made it and the fact that he had done most of that before the doctor showed up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Helped, yeah, helped a lot. So, what did you think of this as a celebrity historical? Um, did you like this episode? I, I, I
1: like it when they they do that, um, that kind of vibe with figures in the past, because the idea that you could meet someone like in a modern time or slightly in a future time, and they're like, "Wow, this TARDIS is amazing," but my brain just can't cope with it. Um, and reserving that idea only to the past is that kind of thing that um is patronizing and vandalizing the people who live there who. Weren't any more mm-hmm. stupid than we are. It's just they happen to know less things, but that doesn't necessarily mean they have less imagination. They, uh, the, you know, clearly, those uh, Tesla was a brilliant genius type person. Why, why wouldn't he be just delighted and inspired and a little bit awed by the Tardis, like we see happening with modern day companions all the time? So yeah, it, it annoys me when they like have to say stuff like "oh, it's a magic box" or stuff like that rather than than this mm-hmm. so the way they went about that i really love and um was this a general thing or can i just talk about my specific you can talk about whatever you oh, want oh thank god well <laughs> i had a rather good <laughs> cup of coffee to with that um no but um <laughs> oh, dear. one of one of them there are a couple of moments in this that i really really love and one of them was uh was tesla coming into the charge for the first time and i thought yes. that was beautiful like we've seen that people that might be my new favorite tardis reveal. Nothing's ever going to beat the doctor pretending uh for
0: me and husbands oh, okay, okay that's oh. which kind? <laughs> <The> actual reveal <laughs> actual reveal I don't know, that, that's, that's the best yeah, sure. I do
1: like ranking things. I will have to think about that for ranking but um oh. but certainly it's it's been a while since I felt any sort of emotion thing. I felt an emotion but of when the doctor was mocking it thing, but the last time someone walked in and was and was awed by it I'm like I I think this had more emotional, because obviously I, as a fan, know what it is, but for some reason the way he played it just really worked for me. It was, it was really beautifully done, it was beautifully filmed, the
0: fantastical just was, is that, I, and they had set it up really well with all of his scenes previous to that, you know, bonding with the doctor yeah. about inventing things and puzzles that he wants to to solve. So when he walks in, yes, he has that 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 joyed, odd look on his face. But it's not like he is over odd. No. It is like this is a puzzle that he wants to solve yeah. and understand. Yeah. And when, you know, uh, Edison says to him, yeah, I couldn't figure it out either. And he says, you know, he says the very basics of what it is. It's, you know, the dimensions of the inside are bigger than the dimensions on the outside. Uh, so, you know, he's, he's actually even got a start on on recognizing and understanding what it is, and it's it's because he has a fundamental understanding of the way the universe works in physics like that, as opposed to, like, when Rory says a similar thing, and that's because he's been reading up.
1: I, I think it's less a understanding of physics, and more he can make that leap of imagination. Yeah. And his imagination, yeah. and he w- welds that to his understanding of science in order to try and create things. That, that's the way it feels. I just, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I had yeah. a that definitely gave me, gave me that kind of, that little bit of awe feeling myself. And The, the, the empathy moment there was like, wow, I was like, cause obviously like, you, you know he's going to walk and I just wasn't expecting it. That. that was really cool. Um, I also mm-hmm. really loved the moment when the doctor came out to talk to him when he was standing outside. And one of the things she said, the, you know, I was wondering how it, it was going to play, you know, is, is how's the doctor going to, going to comfort him? What she's going to say? What she's going to persuade or try and do to do? And I just I love the her line that um you know that it's killing him that the aliens want you and not <laughs> it's it's uh-huh. beautiful. I love it. It was a really nice little moment there. Um so those those were my two <laughs> favourite standout, like those were those felt really good seeing them both. And um and I did very much sh- like the end that I don't hmm, what's the this is kind of a stupid way of saying it, but it's like the Vincent van Gogh light. This does not uh-huh. have the uh, emotional debt or resonance of Van Gogh. Um, and it's not trying to. Um, but we do get that this is not a happy ending story. This amazing, inventive guy is not mm-hmm. going to be someone who's
0: famous and successful and beloved. He's going to be forgotten and die bankrupt. Um yeah, that was. Yeah, this actually hit me harder than that. I, I did not emotionally connect to Vincent, uh, and the Interesting. Doctor myself. Yeah. I, I, I just, it didn't, it did not resonate with mm-hmm. me at all. So while I could, you know, sort of appreciate it from, you know, its craft, uh, the end of it just felt too much mm-hmm. for me. It was like, that's, that's nice, but that's, that's over there. Whereas this was, this to me felt even sadder than that because he is left with such a feeling of optimism and you know we know that that's that's not how it turned out and you know i've i've read little bits and pieces about how penniless he was at the end of his life and and how crappy his living situation was and it just it 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 hit me and and they weren't this they weren't playing with, uh, you know, tropes of mental illness or anything like mm-hmm. that in this episode. So there was, there was, there also wasn't that layer that I would have to sort of emotionally deal with myself. So I found it, I found it sadder at the end, which was kind of a gut punch because the rest of the episode to me felt very light and, and exciting and fun and fast paced. And then we get to that ending that's just this triumphant ta-da. And then I'm like, Oh, wait, that's. That's not going to happen. And the doctor even, you know, says it flat out to Yaz, who Yaz, who is kind of like, you know, uh, he, she, and, and Tesla are are paired up and she split apart scenes. from the rest of the group. <laughs> yep, she had a lot to do, and it was it was very cool. Yeah how how did you feel about about the fam and the way that they were used in this episode? I'm glad that Yaz got scenes. Uh, I loved her costume. I wish the doctor could have dressed yes. up the period as well.
1: Yeah, um, I love just dropping them in, although. I admit that a sort of, I don't know, a bit like, um, I don't know, okay, like this isn't the Verity, so I I feel bad about saying a, a little bit, j- judgy at myself, saying, um, uh, kind of quite nichey Doctor Who thing. But in, in William <laughs> Hartnell's story, The Gunfighters, also set in the USA, there's a lovely opening sequence where the Doctor and his companions are like getting dressed up, uh, to, you know, fit in <laughs> uh-huh. inverted commas. And the doctor is appalled at what his companions choose because it's very much, um, uh, pseudo costume cowboy wear as opposed to clothes that people are actually wearing there. Um, so I I do kind of like miss how they might have felt about, you know, getting to dress up in this time period. But I also Mm -hmm. really love that we got right into the episode that tried very, you know, we weren't wasting time here. What we got instead of having stuff with the TARDIS team was we got that lovely long intro with Tesla. And we get a sense of who he is and what he's doing and allow Goran it to be just, you know, to to trick you into thinking he's amazing in, like, a couple of lines. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really, he really is a very good actor.
0: Um I don't feel like that was a trick. I think I don't, just really. I a, don't
1: great. like liking character that quickly. I always feel like I've been tricked into
0: it. <laughs> I want to decide at my own time. Thank
1: you very much. Don't don't act too well or make it too good. Um but yeah, um that uh I think it was great alternative and just having the um our our dudes just being there and thrown into it, uh it was was nice. And that we, we had that ending as well. We didn't have the TARDIS scene and a few lines there. No, it, it gave it, it gave a little bit more extra space there by where it chose to start and end, which was, was cool. Um, wait, the fam. What else was it? Oh, I loved it when we got, uh, we got, uh, Ryan, Ryan was pointing the doodah like a gun and,
0: and it goes like, no, do no, no, Sort of just shoving it away. It's just a nice little moment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, there was another Ryan and Graham exchange and I can't remember exactly what it, what it was. Is
1: it, uh, was it the, um, Oh gosh! I know the one you went. We've never actually been to a rodeo.
0: Yes, <laughs> yes, that one. Because it was also directed really well. Because you have kind of Ryan in the background out of focus and Graham's in the front in focus, and then like it rack focuses to Ryan as he's saying it, and then it rack focuses back to Graham, being like, "You're not helping, son." <laughs> Oh, that was that was just just a delight. I I like it when we get those like little pops of moments between those those two characters. I think they have have really good chemistry with each other. I think they all have really great chemistry with each other. But I I think for me, um, Ryan and Graham work best when it's just those tiny little moments mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. that are sprinkled in like seasoning, as opposed to being the main yeah. main course.
1: Um, oh, the do- I, uh, the doctors' uh best moment that I really liked was when is no, we're past that. With you just all you've got is talking yes. with Stu and says well now this you know terrible thing's going to happen. a question
0: what happened at the end? Did she destroy the ship, or did she like blast them away or what, what destroy- well i mean i I thought that she was. It sounded to me like she was intending to blast the ship. And then as the lightning is hitting it, I'm thinking, well, is it going to just break up and like crash on Earth and hurt a bunch of people? But then it, it it very much looked like it zipped away. And I don't know if that was something that the doctor did, that their ship automatically does, that they just ran away because they were what, tired of being back? electrocuted. Were they, were they yeah.
1: Um, I'm going to, I'd like to assume that she was going for, you know, killing them, seeing as that's the only mm-hmm thing that could really be done at that point and the doctor is not a pacifist and in this except in the sense that violence is the last option that she goes for You're here,
0: here um yeah i was really annoyed in the previous episode where we have two pacifists and a blah 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 yeah I, I think she mm, probably no. likes to think of herself as one so this is what someone said to me yes the
1: idea that she likes to think of herself as one but she's not actually in in any sort of that.
0: That is the kind of doctorish doctorish self delusion that I feel like is very yeah. perfect for the Yes, that, yes. I was
1: annoyed at that because I was like, yeah, that's actually quite that rings true. Um, <laughs>
0: uh-huh. but uh, for- and he, the sorry. the actual word that's phrase that's used, uh, is you know this is a, a hive society. If you take out the queen, everybody else is gone. And I mean, to me, take out that usually means like yeah. you know poof, the queen you're, did you're, look you're pretty dead.
1: fried as well so I'm going to assume Mm -hmm. maybe the rest live, but they don't live as, like, parasites. They chill down and build a scorpion burrow or something on a nice dusty planet. Um, Mm -hmm. But, yeah, no, it it was that, which was um, contrasted with the slightly annoying, no, not a gun, point at wave, when someone is coming towards them to kill them. Um, And then Mm -hmm. we do get that moment with Edison where he threatens the doodah with a gun and they go away. And then we have them all picking up either guns or some kind of weapons to defend the target. Mm-hmm. You never get a chance to fire them, one of them tries to. It's like Is this Fizzles. is this deliberately subverting the doctor's guns are always terrible even when they're the
0: one thing that will stop something evil killing you? Yeah, I wondered about that. And I also noticed that in that scene with Edison and Yaz when they're running around in the street and and Edison has the gun, it seems like Yaz has picked up the doctor's, you know, distaste for guns because she seems really annoyed. Like, where did you get that? And, you know, it it did. It did cause the alien to go away. So, I mean, it was it was effective. It didn't kill it. Also, as I understand it from
1: movies, Americans in the 1900s had guns. I mean, I mean, you, you still do today, but I'm pretty sure. Didn't mm-hmm. you just all go around having duels or something?
0: Um, I mean, duels happened. I don't know. I don't know, like percentage wise, how many people were wandering around with, uh, with sidearms just like carried I. on
1: them. But I, I just like, I'm surprised. Mm-hmm. It's just like if I was in the Wild West, oh, it's not the Wild West. Um, if I was, no, <laughs> this is the Wild East, if I, if I was in anywhere that looked sort of quite nineteenth century American-y, I would just assume everyone has guns. And I, I It's probably a good assumption I,
0: just for no, I just, preservation. As
1: as a British person, to be fair, every time I go to America <laughs> I still assume everyone has a gun um because I'm really paranoid <laughs> and scared of them. Um so I, I find that a bit weird thing not to not not to assume. But um but yeah I'm I'm wondering if that was deliberate or if it was sloppy or they were trying to make a point or I don't know. I would like to know thinking mm-hmm. behind it. I would be so thrilled if they were trying to make a point of the doctor. No guns are bad. Um but when someone like uses one to save the life of her friends by threatening someone with it, then maybe you might want to reconsider that policy or something. I don't know.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and we also had Ryan picking up the Silurian gun uh earlier mm-hmm. on and and you know, her being like, No, 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 don't don't do that. So uh, just after they meet Thomas Edison. And I would just like to take a moment to bask in the glory <laughs> that is Robert, Robert Glenister returning to Doctor Who after so many years. I was sad he was not allowed to speak in his, his, uh, actual accent. Uh, but his American accent was not bad. Like, Ooh. I, I, th- I thought it was, I thought it was fine. I mean, and it sounded like I, th- the actual way that people spoke at the time in New York was very different from, from a current accent. So I'm sort of fine with older timey accents because I don't know what they sounded like. Most people really don't. So I feel like this was, this was just right for me anyway, as, as a viewer and it's Robert Glenister and I love him so much. He was great. Just so much. He's such a cool. He was. And that, and his character, his, I love him from from Hustle. Mm. And his character in Hustle, to me, is just like uh, the most charming of all of them. So, in my head, and Hustle, for those of you who don't know, is a show where they are a bunch of, um, like con men and, you know, thieves and stuff. Uh, but they're all doing it for a good reason. And, they are uh, not; they're doing it because they like money. But, but yeah, there's really sometimes good <laughs> reason. That's a good reason! <laughs> <laughs> they're not they're not um, malicious you tend to go after very unpleasant no, people the yes they go after bad people and, and in the course of that show his character often will put on fake accents and stuff so the whole time I was watching this I'm like oh it's just it's just my beloved character Aww. from Hustle pretending to be <laughs> Thomas Edison and doing a damn fine job of it hey if all we
1: know it might be you know he might have accidentally gone back in time Found Edison uh-huh. in a ditch, dying, being like, Oh my gosh, Edison doesn't die until whenever Edison dies. I guess I better mm-hmm. be Edison. That yep. seems likely. Yeah. Head cannon <laughs> accepted. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was fun. He's, he's great. I love him. I love the, um, it, it, it's always the thing when you have the, uh, dude actor and you're like, is it going to be a tiny little part? Cause I got very sad about. No one I it, this is a British show, but um I've forgotten Jay Griffith, who um played a character that I love in the late nineties called Roz in a television show called Bugs, um was only a tiny part in the Zygon two parter a few years ago. But but no, this was this was lovely. I didn't even know he was in this episode, so when it was like turned up it was like oh, oh. and um yeah, that's another, yeah, I would love more scenes with him and Tesla. I love how they have that really messed up, quite unpleasant relationship, but it's not mm-hmm. It's not like arch enemies, unforgivable type thing, you know. At the end, he's like, "Come back and work for me." Yes, it's self interest as well, but oh, totally. but also I don't feel like it's it's not it doesn't feel like cackling evil offer so much as I don't know. It it just it would be a lot of fun to see to see a lot more of them together. Um, and I kind mm-hmm. of I'm kind of interested. You're an American. What do you think of this? Mm-hmm. um these uh, uh, mentions of uh, how Edison is portrayed here, your beloved Edison, and his <laughs> comments about business and the American sense of humor?
0: Uh, well, I mean, yes, I'm an American, but I don't think I speak for all of them since I literally moved to another country. <laughs> uh, but... But yeah, I feel like I feel like I was more on the side of all of those obnoxious people who were telling you about how great Tesla is and <laughs> that the the idea that business is more important uh, than than anything that uh, that Edison sort of put forth or at least did in this episode uh, is, is part it's of not what's him saying wrong business, with America today. If it, it's not him
1: saying this business is put forth. What he was saying, and this is one interesting thing, was it's not it's no point in having all those ideas if you don't have a way to actually create them and True. bring them to the public mm-hmm. and that's what he did that's what he was advocating for and yes he's doing it for his own enrichment he's doing it in a very selfish way and he's doing it in a way that actually gets stuff out there he's it clearly got terrible moral things and it's not um and the uh, uh fair share and um of Whatever money he's making, I assume, because I don't know a great deal about Edison. I shall tell in a moment how I know anything at all about him, um, beyond Simpsons cartoons. Um, but yeah, it's um, mm-hmm. he's not completely without a point here. Tesla had all these brilliant ideas, True. ends up bankrupt, and they don't get out into the world in any way. They don't create uh, that kind of future. Yes, of course, he had an influence, but Edison's influence was the reason that we knew his name, or at least that. Mm-hmm. I, I always have the sense that he's much more well-known than Tesla. Very. Except in the, yes. Tesla's name I hear so much more now, like in the past 10-15 years um, yeah, than I ever did before. But the, re- the, re- the reason I don't think at all about Edison in this period of American history is because of a computer game from the 1990s called Day of the Tentacle where you mm-hmm. go back in time um in order to save the world from being taken over by mutiny tentacles and you end up in this house and it's got like uh, Washington and John Hancock and Edison in it and uh and Benjamin Franklin and you have to solve puzzles in a point and click entry way. It's very what it's not obviously historically accurate, and yet it was essentially my introduction to nineteenth century American history. So um yeah, that's that's
0: that's where I learned <laughs> stuff from, like the, the apple tree thing. <laughs> I feel like this episode was much kinder to Edison than Kind of than I expected in, in the light of how his reputation has sort of undergone a shift for the, for the worse lately. I mean, there's a lot out there about him, you know, electrocuting animals to prove his point about how terrible alternating current was. You know, he and Tesla had this this, war about which, which kind of electricity (gasps) is better. So he uses it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was a good one too. But yeah, so he like, you know, electrocutes an elephant in front of a whole bunch of people. Yeah. Uh. So I mean, I really feel like maybe this episode is too kind to Edison. And t- I mean, because yeah, no, you you are absolutely right that he that he is remembered because he got stuff done, and that is that is a very good point. Um, but he got stuff done by taking other people's work and labor yeah, and yes, ideas yeah, yeah, and, in, a, in yeah, no, yeah. I'm not saying yes, yeah, and that's not that's not uh that is not played up in this episode at all. The
1: fact that he took other people's ideas. No, I, th- I think that was there very
0: clearly. I mean, it's there, but the the fact that he, it, it, how bad it was, I think. I, I think it was in this episode. I don't think it was played up in the episode. That's true. I think, yeah, mm-hmm. there
1: was enough there. Again, he did make that point of like, you know, these are my. Yeah, like we got, but they got the these are my workers. They had families, yes. and it was mm-hmm. the use of the word workers, not colleagues or employees. It sounded a bit yep. of a distance mm-hmm. thing there. I just um. Um. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I like how it has got some nuance to it. Um, though I, obviously, I didn't know about it, the elephants. That's, um, that's horrific. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't know. What, yeah, it was, I don't know what to say like about video of it, I believe. Oh, or good. Film
0: oh, good. Of, yes, it's Thank you. Yep. No,
1: mm-hmm. no. Um, <laughs> I, I, based on what we have here, jeez, um, I, I, I like that. He i do yeah I do think he's clearly in the wrong, but there's um there's has to be some element of practicality in it to, given that the world that they lived in that you can't just you know ideally give money mm-hmm. to the cause that needs it and the cruel cool ideas behind it but that it's it's a you're not actually going to get anything done by pretending you live in the world that you want to live in rather than the world you actually are, so um some element mm-hmm. of self-interest or ability to raise money or manage business was necessary, which um Edison clearly had a great deal of and misused mm-hmm. it. And,
0: no, you know, I think there's a lot of... It,
1: I feel like I really need to do some reading before I talk about this very much.
0: Yeah, I know. And I'm actually I'm just kind of searching around on the Internet. And it looks like maybe while I did use electricity on that poor elephant, Edison himself was not actually involved. So that uh, that makes me feel a little oh, bit, a little bit better. <laughs> um, but there uh, is, there's actually but a, a movie that's just come there out. there are other things that
1: he did. There, there's movies not just come great. out about their um, competitiveness Um, with Cumberbatch playing I one of them. I can't remember Edison or Tesla, and I can't remember who the other main actor in it is. But um, it looks, it, 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 this having seen this, has now made me interested in seeing that. And I really want to see like how they characterize the two of them and their and the way that they interact. And now I also want mm-hmm. to go and read an awful lot about the two of them. And now, oh God, I know what's going to happen. I'm going to buy a bloody book. 19th century American (laughs) history. This is what Doctor Who does to you people. It sucks you Mm -hmm. into bits of history. It makes them look interesting or at the very least it makes you ask questions about them. And then you have to know the answer to those questions. And then you go and read about parts of history that you don't want to, but it's going to be too annoying not to find out. Thank you, Doctor Who.
0: (laughs) Well, leaving aside the actual, what what was real and what Mm -hmm. wasn't in terms of the history, um, how do you feel about this story? So we have these... Uh, these aliens that we have not not seen before the the skithra uh and i did not realize until afterwards and i looked at the cast list that the queen skithra was the woman who played ronnie in the sarah jane adventures yes Ooh. and i was just like i did not recognize her under all that makeup but she was good yeah no it was great i i i'm uh it was weird seeing her being like such scenery chewing because she's been in a bunch of stuff
1: since uh oh, yeah. adventures and uh Turn it. You know she's good. She's a good actor. Um, and uh, it was it, it. Yeah, it was. Um, the I think like a lot of other people in fandom when we first saw the um clip of that in the in the trailer uh, for the new season, it was thinking of the um, the Ragnos, um from the David Tennant uh, Bride of Bride, uh, Runaway Bride, the Runaway Bride, and uh, another great actor who I've forgotten her name. That's really annoying. But in that. She was completely chewing the scenery in a very similar way, yes, um, which right. was mm-hmm. delightful um, um but yeah, so that was what it made me think of, and even more so, having seen it now, because I think the makeup is broadly similar, although giant spidery instead of giant scorpiony <laughs> um, yeah. and yeah I, you know if you if that wasn't exactly an uncommon thing to think in fan of it was it was the thing that fans went for, so I no, I kind of like to think it's it's intentional, and the sort of species are related a little bit or something. Um, and then, like in twenty, thirty years' time, we'll get a silly in-joke about how their planets <laughs> are right next to each other, and we'll we'll be nodding along as ancient Doctor Who fans, <laughs> going, "We understand that, young ones. Do you? You're not a real fan? Yes, I'm <laughs> the fandom." Um. But yeah, um, I I I think we're now three for three on pretty decent. Monstery alien design type things. I mean, giant scorpions, little red light doodas scampering each mm-hmm. other and eating each other in the street. That's. Um,
0: I mean, they were almost like com- giant comedy scorpions when they were running around the streets of oh, New yes. York and like you know flailing and running into each other <laughs> and stuff. Which I think was nice because the the form factor of those monsters is is, is quite terrifying. I think for a lot of people and. Yes. My- uh, you know seeing them run around the streets <laughs> of a of a city um but then having them like caper into each other and it's like keystone cops kind of falling all over each other sort of softened that a little bit which i appreciated yeah.
1: my my niece who i was watching it with she's uh, she's eight years old she found them very funny
0: she she was amused oh, by good. that bit um but yeah. How did she? How did she react to their first? Um, you know, when they we first get that lovely pan up through the the ship, and you see just many, many of them kind of scampering oh, nothing, around. Nothing. And looking no, down. she
1: spent the first. She's fine. She spent the first twenty minutes making Tesla jokes, um, variations okay. on the same bloody Tesla joke. Well, because she knows Tesla from. She, well, she knew. She knows an inventor, but she also knows the car, and there was a lot of jokes about uh, running around and getting to Tesla's car. Those are off-brand Teslas. Or something or other, ah. and it's just a whole lot of utterly <laughs> ridiculous nonsense. But it was very funny, except I couldn't hear much of what was going on. So I was like, <laughs> please be quiet! please. We can talk about anything you like afterwards, please. I have to hear the words. And she went, mmm. And then when I pointed out that actually Tesla didn't invent the Tesla car, she, she looked at me and I said, stop trying to ruin the fun, Auntie. <sighs> So yeah, but you no, know, she she sat with me. She watched the whole thing through, and she was engaged enough to make essentially running commentary. I did say, "Can we not do this, and we can make make a commentary later,
0: Which she be So um, yes, good monster design this season. Mm-hmm. Hold on, yeah, and I I liked the uh, just sort of the idea of these this the scavenger. Race mm. who is, has, and, and in part, I liked that, that idea, but I, what I really liked is the opportunity that it gave the doctor to be kind of judgy and preachy at them mm. for not creating anything of their own. And just, I mean, I, I like it when the doctor gets scornful against, uh, races that, uh, are not living up to their standards. Um, and this was, I think, a good, a good example of that because you know just finding little bits and pieces of of all different parts of uh tech from from different places um on this on this ship and the idea then that they had they had scavenged tesla himself because he you know answered back which was another ne- nice little moment he didn't think to mention that i didn't think it worked
1: <laughs> yeah yes that was another really well well played one as well um i think that hmm. was that was the other thing that was like i don't know it didn't seem very clear where they were going with the message um because we had that we had that lovely doctor um what did you what word did you use it wasn't indignation or anger discuss something scorn, scorn. yes yeah, so the scorn of the doctor had for their uh parasitic way of life and calling the par- you know parasites what do you make what do you do mm-hmm. you do nothing and they're like why why bother making it when we can just take it which is like you
0: know that's kind of a parallel to Edison, I thought, because oh, yes. you know, he says something yes, very yes. similar. He's like, "Why, why should I invent stuff when I can just, you know, yeah. hire people to yeah, do it?" He did,
1: he did do some actual inventing, but also, yes, he did. Mm-hmm. I, th- I, I'd like to think that he made a greater contribution than the scary scorpion people. But yes, no, excellent connection. Fair. Um, which that you know, that's that's a good thing to explore. And I'm sure if my brain were not like a little bit tired. I could draw it out a little bit further into other aspects of the episode. But what I found frustrating was um that when the doctor was talking about her her sort of first ramble about Tesla and who he was, and she said something like, He should have been the first billionaire. It's like, mm-hmm. really? Is that something the doctor would think? She'd think, Oh my god, you do all these amazing things.
0: He you should have made a lot of money from it. Is that- well, I mean, my extrapolation of that was that the, the later things that he wanted to do in life um, would have actually happened had he not torn up the contract. If he, if he had become the world's first billionaire, the world would be a very different place because his ideas would have, at least some of them would have come to fruition. And I realize that that's, there's definitely some headcanon going on there, but that's, yes. that's what I would like to think the doctor, you know. I'm, I'm going to say that was a weird line to hear from the doctor's mouth. And it's a- or it was the doctor just like you know explaining things that she knows would be interesting to her companions because is, you know this is a more empathetic doctor than some of the ones we've had in the past and she understands what is of interest to the people around her. What so um, appalling amounts of wealth hoarding? They don't seem like that well, kind of just, people. They would. What did they be? You know, well, they would at least have uh, uh, recognized that that's maybe why they hadn't heard of him. Um, for, yeah, this is very nitpicky. You
1: could have done this in so many other ways. It was not a good line to hear from the doctor. And it's got, it's got that kind of, I don't know, that idea that that's a measure of success. Um, or that the idea that, um, this man who's, uh, immigrated to, to America and hasn't got enough money to run his stuff, who somehow by his own genius, if only it was properly acknowledged, become an oligarch is like, um it's a way too leaning into this idea that that kind of um wealth hoarding isn't um created by uh, inheritance and um uh your where you're born inside and in what contacts you have, rather than pull up your bootstraps nonsense, um, which I, mm-hmm. I did not like particularly. Um and less less egregious, but it's still a little bit uh, was Yaz saying, oh, and he doesn't get any wealth and fame, it's like, okay, but i if, thats that was okay because she's like a mm-hmm. human, and wealth and fame doesn't, yeah, I get it, you, you, that kind of things. It's just that I would ideally, if you want me to love you as a companion, you wouldn't necessarily say something like that. I do love Yaz, though, but still. Um, But yeah, no, that was just mm-hmm. like, I just felt that, that line from the Doctor was really weird, in that it just felt, it felt wrong. Uh, in a way that just really stuck out, uh, in the episode to me, which is why I've remembered it <laughs> despite, despite, um, you know, not, uh, uh, just having watched it the once with a very chatty young niece, um, and, and being very tired here. So, um, I think, I think if, if we're going for
0: down points, that's my main problem with <laughs> That lie.
1: I'll stop rambling. Now. Yeah.
0: I mean, that's, no, but that, that is, that is fair. But I, I just think that that's, a uh, reflection of the times that that doctor Who episode this episode was written in that uh yeah wealth is is definitely by many many people considered a a measure of success that's you can see that's sad, the entire but, history but of Doctor Who the doctor is yeah hmm The doctor oh, okay. okay let's hear about your least favorite <laughs> thing <laughs> i don't know that I had like a least favorite thing. I, I re- just really, I mean, especially doing a, a flashcast and not having time to sit and, and really think and ponder and let things mull in my brains. I just, when I really enjoy a Doctor Who episode, I just really enjoy a Doctor Who episode. Yeah, and this was yeah, I'm the same. It was just so fun. Yeah, um, I it it really just grabbed me from the very beginning where we get you know I and it kind of went in a different direction than I sort of expected because right off the bat you've got um a worker dying in the Niagara, um, factory or, or generator or whatever it was. Uh, and I, so I thought that it was, it was going to be more, not really based under CG, but I thought it was going to sort of focus more on what is killing these people mysteriously. Mm -hmm. And the doctor and friends are going to show up and they're going to have to figure that out. And it completely did uh, a 90 degree left turn and we didn't even stay in that location. We we went farther away from Canada, alas. Um, but then, <laughs> sorry, uh, <laughs> I was a little sad. I'm not gonna lie. Um, but yeah, that was kind of just you know a a, a red herring of of death. Because that death was simply caused because there were some parts missing because somebody was stealing some things, which we later found out, uh, were the scorpion folks. Um, but yeah, but then suddenly we're on a train and there's a chase on a train and I'm kind of a sucker for chases on trains. Uh, I appreciate that. I liked the little moment that we had with Ryan jumping, um, from one car to the next that they, you know, acknowledged. That, you know, that's a, that is a difficulty that he has. And, you know, he was able to, to overcome it in the moment. Um, I appreciate it when they don't just sort of leave his disability completely aside. Um, so that was, that was a nice moment. And I was just like from, from one thing to the next to the next, I thought the pacing of this episode was really swift and, and really good. So it's hard for me to even think about something that, that bothered me because really most of it didn't. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I I I I was just being like, hoping you'd have one so I, I i could i don't know i'm sorry <laughs> i i guess you know it, we've sort of already touched on the one thing that did that bothered me a little bit and that is just that it, it seemed a little kinder to Edison ah, yes. than i probably yes, would have yes. been but as as you said and like i i have not read up on this yeah. uh a whole lot i don't know the history of it i mean i know that a lot of like the stuff about tesla and his 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 life and his inventions like that stuff was all pulled from from real Real things, so yeah. you know, The uh, the Warden Cliff Tower that was a real thing that actually you know that and that's what he wanted to do with it. The, he, the, the, he had the, lots of those inventions. Mesa
1: millions. I'm pretty sure it was real as well. I recall.
0: Yes, yes, hundred yes, percent. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is a very yeah, cool
1: he, and obvious thing to like. A very Doctor Who <laughs> thing if you're like flicking through history yeah. and going, such a Doctor Who thing that Tesla has appeared in the Doctor Who expanded universe several times. Oh really? Yes. Um, I think the uh, there's a. Seventh Doctor and I think it's Mel audio with him from in the mm-hmm. Finnish Doctor Who range. There's a bunch of other stuff as well, cool. but I think that's the that's the biggest thing if I can recall correctly. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, no, <laughs> and I want to go listen to that. I have to compare their interpretation of Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it when episodes do this to me. I have other things to do. Why do you make me <laughs> seek out new knowledge and expand my understanding of stuff? It's just wrong. This wasn't what Doctor Who was made for. It was made for mm-hmm. escapism and um, not being political. Not entertaining
0: me with shiny new things. <laughs> Shame on you, Dr. Uh, this, it, it, kind of made me want to go watch, go back and watch The Prestige again. Mm. Um, which is, I think one of the only Christopher Nolan films that I really, really like, uh, because it has David Bowie <laughs> playing Nikola Tesla, <laughs> which, I mean, I love Gordon Visnich, but, uh, I think he's, you know, I think David Bowie's performance is still my favorite as Tesla, but we got a close second here. Close cool. second. Very, very cool. No, oh, yeah, it was, mm. he really was a great, a
1: great casting there. Um everything mm-hmm. he was in, he had such presence, charm, vulnerability, likability, the sense of, of brilliance. He was, yeah, that was, that was, that's got to be pretty high on if I was like ranking my actually ignoring the, the stories and companions and doctor and all the other stuff that counts. Just the, the celebrity, the history, his celebrity historical person
0: himself. He's very good. Mm-hmm. He's got to be quite high up. And I have to assume that his accent was actually quite good as well, um, as as, uh, Tesla was a uh, a Serbian American and um, uh, Viznic is a Croatian American, so, you know, probably has some idea of what a Serbian accent should sound like. Yeah, I have some idea of what an English accent should sound like. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Okay. (laughs) I'm not... what, just, <laughs> what you don't com- i have an i have an idea of what a southern just, american accent should sound like i have an idea of what a canadian accent, accent should sound like because i'm near I'm it just saying they're completely different countries that's all i like, oh yeah but they are geographically very close to each other so uh that that's all i'm saying is that i i know the accents in the areas around where i lived maybe he didn't maybe not but okay, okay. i've picked up on a lot of the uh the, the local okay. so okay. to speak accents but I'm not saying I could do them because I am not an actor at all. Yeah, no, uh, I, I, that, I wouldn't even of... bothered to be honest, one way or other about the accent. It's,
1: like, the least interesting thing for me. I mean, you know, several of my favorite, well, sort of favorite, like, I, I like, if, I don't care if you Sean Connery yet, is what I'm saying, with your accent for what you're doing. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that, 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 I didn't, didn't notice he sounded American-y to me. <laughs>
0: I mean, there was definitely, definitely some American in there for mm. sure, but it wasn't a, it wasn't a straight up American but, um, accent. And that's, that's one of the things I always like to to pay attention to on Doctor Who and see, you know, who they've cast, uh, like who they are playing, what kind of accent are they going for? Are they bothering to try to be, you know, historically accurate with it? Or are they just, okay. you know, everybody has a British accent? Like what's, w- which direction have they gone? Yeah, and I, I yeah. appreciated that this it, was yeah, it can
1: be some interesting more things. legit. Uh, yeah. Okay. That makes, that makes sense. But um I think, okay, there's only been four of those so far. But, um, he's, he's going to get my set prize for second on, uh, guest actoring. I'm sorry. And the only reason is because Sasha's so freaking good. I, I figured. It's just like, he's, there's no one's good. There's no way anyone could beat him unless they secretly brought Charles Danson or something like that. Maybe. Um, well, but I don't well, think it's But no, he really was. He was very good. He was very good. I, I, it really, you know, and and it looked gorgeous again as well. It really feels these um these episodes look very, very stylish and pretty. And um I know that the BBC has historically been good at historicalling stuff, but um it tends to be leaning towards, you know, British nineteenth century, not American. And at least to my British eye, this uh that looks like America to me. I'm sure that's exactly where they filmed it. That was the real Statue of Liberty, right? <laughs> they, they were, uh, they, they i'm were, pretty
0: sure this is yeah yeah yes i, I think they filmed this one on that uh, on that back lot in like america is it bulgaria no, I think so. the, s- the same place that they the same place that they well there's a back lot somewhere that is made to look like kind of old-timey new york mm. somewhere in yeah and that's where they shot some of the see c- the exterior scenes from the return of dr mysterio mm-hmm. um so I, I suspect that this was, this was shot in a previous, in that, in that same spot that they had shot previously to get the, like the externals of the city streets. But, uh, I'm sure they, uh, I'm sure that they did not actually go to Niagara <laughs> Falls and the Statue of Liberty to, to shoot with the primary oh, cast, unfortunately. Oh,
1: well. It did, it, 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 it mm-hmm. did, it looked beautiful. Um, and I think, I think the directors they've had this year as well, it's, it, they've all felt very stylish to me, you know. Mm-hmm. and uh and yeah that's continuing on here it's really nice pleasant
0: yes this is uh directed by nita Manzur, uh who i think is also a brand new director to doctor who i don't think she's oh my goodness that means this was written by a woman
1: and directed by woman. correct or yep is this the third time in doctor who history i'm fairly sure there was one during the moth era that was the same because it was mm-hmm. oh i can't even remember but there's that, and there's Enlightenment
0: from the Fifth Doctor. Ooh. Right. Ooh. Yeah, so <laughs> Hist- it's a histo- historical that is also itself historical. Yeah.
1: So, you no, know, that's, that's mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, it's, it, they've been very stylish, very stylish series so far. And um, I'm going to repeat myself. I do think it's very impressive. That I genuinely love the monster design of all three ones we've seen. They're all quite different. And have quite different inspirations. Yes. You know, this obviously, ooh, giant animal and things. That's a, that's a classic sort of inspiring monster design. I love that stuff. Giant versions. Yeah. Of awesome. Future humans that are a bit like the alien. Brilliant. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And light,
0: but really light. scary. Yeah, was, <laughs> I'm
1: just, <Yep. laughs> I'm, I'm behind this. With a hat. I have <laughs> these concepts of, of monstery things, the way they look, the way they're filmed. I'm behind it. I like this. I like this.
0: Well, then, uh, what about next week, where we're getting an old monster back? I don't know. Did you watch the? the yes, next time there were some on? Uh, humanoid rhino people in it. I saw. Yep, the they're Dune not a monster. Are they? are people. Okay. Okay. Well, okay. Alien design. I mean, you could, you could also, you could also say that the. Um, yeah, I know
1: what you're going to say. That, yes, yes, the drags
0: are. The Skithra, the Skithra were were also people. They're just bad people.
1: Yeah, and you could say the drags are. As well. Oh God! Now yeah, I'm going to make this enormous. Sort of. No, okay. Let's just go for the other way and say they're monsters. Um, but they have <laughs> uniforms. Can I? That does. Oh God! There's any sort of distinction
0: I make there is going to be bloody awful in some way, isn't it? I mean, they have. Apparently, they have mohawks now, which is new. Cool. So they have that's, invent- that's the new design Are element. Are going to be explaining? We have invented
1: hair. We have stolen it from you humans. I- look how cool we look now. <laughs> I think one should have a little goatee. This this is what we have learned. Go on the evil versions of our species. This is what we put. Ah, on, this is what we go. put on the criminals.
0: Now, <laughs> 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 uh, So, anything else that you would like to say about uh, Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror before we um, mosey on? I'm I'm thinking very carefully. Uh,
1: no, I, I enjoyed it a great deal, uh, and uh, I enjoyed it with a kiddie winkle, who was amused by it. Not in a necessarily mocking That is always good apart to Apart from Scorpions, <laughs> which she was mocking. I don't think in a terrible well, way.
0: She enjoyed them. She just thought they
1: were very silly.
0: Um, but yeah. Good-hearted mocking is, is not necessarily a bad thing. That is that is the hallmark of a Doctor Who fan, really. In many ways. She wouldn't call herself that. She, I don't know. But um, but yes, no. She she
1: watched and enjoyed and sat through it. I just accidentally went on Twitches very briefly and I saw something that was a tweet that was something like, I don't know how any kids could sit through it. And I was thinking, uh, mine was not mine was engaging with every bloody scene with terrible jokes. They weren't joking. They were, she, she, oh god! Oh whatever, whatever. She's she's obviously a very unusual person. Sorry, I'm, I'm i will, I will
0: ramble on forever if you let me. I apologize. Um, yes. I well, I enjoy your ramblings. I'm so sorry. I do, but uh, oh, but but I, I had. But there are other things that I do have to get on to do. Of course. And, uh, we don't necessarily want the, uh, the podcast episode to be too much longer than the document <laughs> episode. So <Sorry. laughs> it's probably a good time to, to call it quits. Uh, I will uh, assure everyone that Jason will be back next week. As far as I know, uh, if not. He's Dutter Yeah, he's, he's off people. Uh, yeah, maybe he is flitting about the universe right now, but hopefully the TARDIS will get him back in time for next week's episode. Um, which I have forgotten the title of. So I, I can't, uh, I can't give that nice little teaser, but anyway, Jason and somebody will be back next week to talk about the next episode of Doctor Who. So Liz, thank you again for joining me on this sort of like uh, Verity Rebel Squad podcast. Thank you for having me on your verity rebel squad podcast if we were the rebels does that mean the other four are the empire let's let's go with this i think there are only three other verities on this week's episode so yeah we can call them the empire sure yeah that won't get back to them excellent no one listens to both these podcasts (laughs) that'd be silly they'll never know they'll never know yep all right well until next week and jason is back Thank you so much for listening to the Incomparables Doctor Who Flashcast.